This week's episode of Good Sheilas is brought to you by Bonnie Bedtime, a lady startup dedicated to improving your family's sleep. Founder, experienced nurse and mother of three, Jen, is passionate about working with families to find the best approach for everyone to get some sleep again. Yay! She uses evidence-based practices and she has helped Bron with her babies and she's helping Claire with her silly two-year-old Frida who's decided sleep is for the week. Honestly, Claire and I have had such different approaches to our kids sleeping and Jen's listened and catered to what's mattered to us, which is basically to sleep again. (laughs) Bonnie Bedtime offers phone consults, so this service is available to anyone in Australia and New Zealand. So if you're in need of some loving guidance when it comes to bedtime, get in touch with Bonnie Bedtime at bonniebedtime.com.au. Fun fact about Bron. Bron had knit so often as a kid (laughs) that she decided that she would stop telling her mum about them. And just learn to live with them. Shout out to all the other poor kids. (laughs) On the morning of a very important sleepover party, Bron's mum discovered all the knits in Bron's hair Mm. and said she couldn't go unless she got rid of them. So Bron let her mum soak her hair in vinegar for hours. (laughs) When Bron was at the party, the hungry birthday girl's mum kept sniffing around and asking where everyone was hiding the salt and vinegar chips. (laughs) My eyes were watering so much. But did it work, mate? No, because that's not how you get rid of knits. But my mum had no money. (laughs) She was like, this will work. It was the worst day. But I got to go to the party, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A successful woman. Hello and welcome to Good Sheilas, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes all of us tick. I'm Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Sheilas. Good day, mate, and welcome to recording number two of episode number four of year number 2021. We're really good at this. Oh, my God. I don't know why this one has been so hard. And the worst part about it is that we made an announcement the night before we were going to do it. We're like, guys, we're recording tomorrow. It's going to be we're, huge. You can definitely trust and rely on us. We're very sensible ladies. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they were not. No, no. <laughs> they never so we showed up again. It and it was just like, it was It was a good, I don't know, it was probably the best episode that anyone's ever recorded. Yeah, it definitely. Won many awards, many, many, many. But alas, you will never know. Because it doesn't exist. No, the sound was very broken. But that's okay um, because we're going to do it again and it is just, it's going to be just as good. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can know it. Third time lucky. <laughs> good. That was a joke. This is the second time. I hope I didn't just curse us oh my, again. I hate when you're a witch. Stop being a witch, Claire. <laughs> I'm a very good witch. <laughs> oh, what are we doing this week? Oh, mate, well, I've just realised that it is my favourite holiday and my least favourite holiday. 
Galentine's Day and Valentine's Day. (laughs) Galentine's Day is a feminist movement where you celebrate the wonderful women in your life and it's the day before Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a day of sadness and heartache. Discuss. Yes. Okay. So Galentine's Day. I know, I've known only you heard about Galentine's Day through you. Galentine's Day with a G. Because I'm very lonely. <laughs> no, no. no was, you've been doing it for years, and every we week, every single year, you will like bring some like a drawing that you have drawn. <laughs> no, Stevie has drawn. <laughs> this is a beautiful sketch, Claire. Is it off my face? <laughs> Very well done. I like my feet in this one. They're very realistic. Almost five toes. <laughs> Shading is beautiful. You're uh, learning. You'll, like, you're, so you've taught it to Stevie and so you guys will bring over a drawing and it will say Happy Valentine's Day and it will just be all of the excellent women in the picture and it'll be really nice. But I've never known you to talk about Valentine's Day. Why? Why? Well, you know, look, part of it is just a recognition that it is a hallmark holiday which tries to A, celebrate really normative heterosexual relationships and B, make us spend heaps of money. But the real answer, no, some of that is true. I have a problem with kind of the expectation that it layers on and the disappointment that it creates. But also I've never been with a bloke who's who's been into it. Everyone's been like, oh, that's just exactly what i just said and then i'm annoyed because yeah. they didn't get me flowers well that's right so what would happen i'm a they... psycho <laughs> you're so easy to please so easy to read and uh, what does um what would happen if you went out with a bloke and he gave you flowers on valentine's day would you set I'd them on fire really... i think i'd eat them mm. <laughs> you do no, not know really how to celebrate t- i really touched it's just a silly touching gesture i think yeah i don't know but yeah it's um i you know what i'm gonna unlock my heart to love good on valentine's day good on people for celebrating their romances bron lucas does lucas give you flowers no or or foot rubs or anything no no not for valentine's day no no he will um i think i think it's a weird time in any relationship uh the very first valentine's day so you go oh I'm pretty sure this person is not into something so naff, but they might be. And then you have to take a guess and you have to, you kind of do like, I don't know. Like I can't remember ever having conversation of being like, are we do, do we celebrate? Do you expect something from me? Am I going to eat these edible panties that I'm currently wearing? What do we do? <laughs> so is uh, so I think on the first Valentine's Day that Lucas and I went out, even though I was pretty, I've never really celebrated it. I was disappointed that he didn't do anything for it. Um, and I think I even washed my hair for it. So I was like, uh. what the hell? I've just given him my best self and he and didn't my care. my whole life yeah. for this we, man. Exactly. We went out for <laughs> pho and he was like, why are we going out for dinner? It's Tuesday. I was like, I don't know. And then he ordered a vegetarian pho and I was so angry. <laughs> why? What he, I don't know. Because what is that? I don't know. I was obviously very rational. I think I must have been pregnant. But You're it was pregnant, just, man. Yeah. Pregnantess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just... It's a dumb thing. It is. I think it is a super dumb holiday. But if anyone celebrates it, how can you hate love? How can you hate? You can't. Love is a beautiful, magical, wonderful thing. And um, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a terrible thing that we must all do. But, you know, you can have, I mean, 
this, you know, this is a lovely learning of getting older. There's more than just romantic love. I mean, that's like Valentine's Day exists. You can you can celebrate Valentine's Day with your kids or your cats or your, your pot plants. <laughs> oh, your I podcast. love you, pot plant. <laughs> Thank you for this portrait you did of me. I've got five toes and every foot. That's a very oh. good anatomy. I love you. <laughs> You've got many pot plants. So many, many lovers many. in your house. <laughs> no, I think so. And it's, so it's coming up this, is it this weekend, did you say? It's this weekend. It is on Sunday, yeah. as a matter of fact, the 14th. So if you're listening, um, if this ever gets you die alone, if this ever gets released, <laughs> oh god, no, I know exactly. No, no, no. We hope you. This it's a love is a beautiful thing. So nourish it, celebrate it, foster it, embrace it. Buy a silly teddy bear. You've already bought Frida a dumb Valentine's Day I dog. I did. I did. She walked into Woolies and there was a display of this these horrendous polyester things holding horrendous hearts with horrible, beautiful slogans on them. And Frida was like, Teddy bear, mine. And she picked one up and I was like, no, Frida. And I was like, and then she was so cute and so tiny carrying around this bear. And I was like, okay, you can have it. And she's like, she does this thing where she goes, yes, mummy, like a, Whoa, like she's cheering she's for herself. Terrifying. And then, but then she went back to the stand and she got two or three more and she was like jamming them under her arms. And I was like, I'm afraid of just one, just one. No, no, no. And then she just one terrifying this dog. huge tantrum oh, that good. I've ever seen. And then so love is dead, but she got one anyway, because that's called good parenting. Yeah. Good. A dog holding a heart. A dog holding a heart, which she got wow, after having a tantrum. A That's called reinforcement of bad <laughs> behaviours. That's, That's called how you called get adult tired. offenders. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's called being tired, mate. I think I would probably um, have just left her in the car, if I'm honest. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'm going in to buy myself a dog with a heart. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to me. <laughs> So, Brian, if you were going to drop a hint to Lucas, for example, what would you say? What would you be your dream, dream valent? Let's not even call it a dream romance day. Uh, you wake up on Sunday and, and Lucas has planned you a beautiful day. Uh, yeah, so I don't, um, that would be a strange, strange thing that would make me deeply uncomfortable and it would never happen. But I think uh, he has done romantic things for me on different days that have, I've thought I would have loved it, but I have very much not reacted in a great way for example <laughs> the time where he um woke me up very early in the morning i was really pregnant with Edie. uh he woke me up and he was like hey um get in the car i've got a surprise for you and i was like what do you mean and i got in eventually i got in the car and Edie and olive was already in the car she was a one and then i uh we drove to the airport and I was devastated because I thought he was going to drive me to Pancake Parlor. And then he, and then we got into the airport and he didn't tell me where we were going until we got to the gate. And then I realized we we're going to, Ho, like, to Hobart. And then... You're like, this is the flyingest Pancake Parlor ever. It's <laughs> like, so the Pancake Parlor in Hobart might better be fucking amazing. And the whole time I was like, what are we doing? Why am I up so early? And then we got to... And it was just this huge, extravagant, romantic weekend that he had planned that I 
just stared at him like in, I was just bewildered the whole time and confused and cold and where the hell are my pancakes yeah I wanted when you get your mindset on something I was like why is there no yeah. pancake he's like we've never been to pancake parlor I don't know why you're still talking about it I'm so, not Claire Marshall <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> that right. is not me this is not a chocolate <laughs> cherry jubilee delicious but I do yeah so I think that they were I don't I think that I like the idea of like a romantic surprise but every single time they happen I'm like a, a stunned mullet. I'm like, what is happening? Why don't I know what's going on? Where's my pancakes? So, Lucas, pancakes, mate. That's take all, all, this, all, all this woman needs is pancakes. You just take her That's and you so... buy her all the pancakes you can afford. Like, yeah. I don't care if you need a holiday house. I don't care if you want a financial future with your children. <laughs> Spend every last golden dollar you have on love. <laughs> and love looks like pancakes. It does. It does indeed. So this Valentine's speaking Day, I can assure you, nothing's happening. But yes, speaking of got love, Claire, who do you know didn't make it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know her as a woman who sets fire to the rain, but she's also a woman whose love is insane. Adele. Adele has mm. broken up with her husband, the father of her child, yeah. and... He had some really unusual divorce um, uh, settlement expectations, Bronwyn. What were they? Do tell me. I will tell you. And we, this separation, it started two years ago. So um, it's not a new thing, but they're still kind of – they're still – figuring out their divorce because you're right there is an unusual claim from her from her ex-husband uh, Simon Konecki and he says that she is not allowed to uh, make any songs in relation to their relationship and Claire can you tell me a song that Adele has sung that is not about a failed relationship zero what is she ruined. exactly she is a exactly. hundred dollars over he cancelled Adele he can he is rolling in the deep and she is really <laughs> she's got where like what is she going to do like that is a marriage that she is supposed to be grieving and she turns grief into money and so now and she's exactly gonna... i mean who does that like i turn grief into uber eats <laughs> you do so many sensible things no i don't but it, she's but what I, I find it fascinating that he's allowed that he's done that it's like well every Everyone's waiting for this. Everyone's going to wait for this moment. But her her ex, her, her first ever album that she released, which was all about heartbreak and everyone loved it so much, is uh, it was about her ex-boyfriend at the time and he tried to sue her or he tried to get royalties for it because he, he claimed that he had something to do with it because he was her muse for that time. And fortunately he got no money. But it is quite amazing that people are claiming you know her kind her art or yeah, whatever you want like to call the, it the idea of being a muse right like everybody has had people who have done them dirty and made them feel really cross and upset and it's only a handful of brilliant creative people who take that pain and that anguish and turn it into art and far fewer that make it really good art that makes heaps of money like you can go and be a dickhead to, you know, a million people and only one person will make something good out of it. So yeah. he's, just, he's just an opportunistic banana and also really vindictive because yeah. it's a really cruel imposition. It's like if someone said to you, Bronwyn, what if we don't get say? divorced, you can't do any more CrossFit. 
<laughs> what? Forever. And you'd be like, what? That is my, that is everything it's to me. It's a reason I said, get out of bed. No, it is, uh, it was at one time, but it, but it is strange to put, to, I don't know, for a divorce to happen and to still feel like you have the right to the say of what they can and can't do yeah, for the rest of time. somebody in such an awful way too, like to control their expression and their bloody ability to make money in the future. And also like, what's he going to do? Is he going to be like, oh, this song's a sad song. It's clearly about me. And Adele has yeah. to like prove it in the negative. Like be like, actually, it's about this other guy that broke my heart that other time. Yeah. Or it's about a dog who died. Yeah, exactly. Sad dog. Who was the father <laughs> of my child. It is. What are you? What? Yeah. How are you going to prove it? Especially when songs, I don't know, like, is full of metaphors. She's just going to have to make him like this angry, angry bear. Exactly. Talking about the angry bear. It's going to be very easy for her. (laughs) I know. What an idiot, Simon Konecki. You absolute idiot. Fuck you, Simon. (laughs) Piece of shit. Rumor has it. I love Adele. What a woman. Oh, poor Adele. Oh, man. But this has been... We know you're listening, Adele, but we've got you back, mate. Just give us a call. We're here for you. We have some ideas on how you can uh, get around this. We do. But we also... to your brain. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of brains, we also have some ideas about your brain, Claire. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we, we did a deep dive into this nearly a week ago and um we we unpacked some really interesting things and now it's gone so take two um as we have explored on the podcast my six-year-old has been diagnosed with adhd and i being what are they what do you remember what they called it when we were kids oh yes a strap-on do you remember calling being called a strap-on if you copied someone oh yeah like don't be a strap-on and now i know what that is and i feel quite horrified that i'm even bringing it up as a thing especially <laughs> to your daughter you fucking creep exactly what the fuck is wrong what with is, me anyway with canberra worst place worst language worst people <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> but i've copied my daughter and realised that all the things wrong with her brain or different about her brain, I should really change my language and check myself, are also very deeply wrong with my own. And I know that a couple of us uh, listeners would have heard this story already, but I have you to thank for my diagnosis, mate. Yes, I am a doctor. Tell Dr. everyone Bond. about Once it. Once again, here she is. Here she comes. <laughs> Serving well, up the metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> Don't write <laughs> songs about me, Claire. You creep. It is um, so... When all of the diagnoses were happening about Stevie, we kind of, you and I were looking at all of the symptoms and we were like, wow, okay. And Claire, because you weren't looking at it in the same way I was, I was like, hey, guess what, Claire? I think you have ADHD. And you were like, <laughs> and what? Like, no, no, no. Well, the funny thing was like, we, we remember when we first kind of found out that something was a little bit different about Stevie, we were both like, it's Wally. It's definitely so Wally because there's a genetic Wally. element to ADHD. We're like, we definitely got it from Wally. Wally's like, no, it's not me and we were like yeah it is Wally shut up (laughs) spoiler alert it was me (laughs) it was Claire it was Claire yeah so but I mean it'd be hard to look at your brain that way when you're 34 and you're like um and you're just thinking um and you're just like well no one's ever said anything before and it really feels like a really obvious diagnosis for Stevie um but that it wasn't that that lens was never applied to you as a kid and it yeah. probably should have been because it, was, I it really should have been yeah. at this point I mean like it's 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 really fascinating to look back at all of the ways I felt bewildered and completely just 
overwhelmed by my head. Like it's just, it's it's been us, you know, this this kind of struggle. Like my my brain has always been this storm, like this constant, really chaotic relentless crash of thoughts like and and it's just it's just a bombardment it happens all the time and I have this constant companion of insomnia because of it because the second I wake up my brain is just on and um I'm always moving in some way like I twiddle my fingers or lock my rock my legs along with my brain like right now I'm sitting here like fiddling with my hair as we talk I've got these rocks next to my desk that I play with yeah like, I hate it's weird rocks. stuff and I like I fixate on what I'm interested in, and I find it impossible to contra- concentrate on what I'm not interest- interested in. My emotions are super duper strong, yes. and I internalize like some really intense reactions. Sometimes they like I shut down to the point of like total personality catatonia, and I forget everything like keys, obligations, sunglasses to take out the bins, like people's oh, names, yeah. why I walked into a room. I forget everything. You do forget everything, which is quite amazing because you also remember heaps of boring shit. Like but exactly like. It's so all, useless. Yes, like all of the like all the stars and like who found the stars and it's like I remember you telling me this in high school. I remember we were just like drunk on passion pop at a party, and you had started explaining some stars to me, and I remember and thinking like, I don't care, I can't <laughs> care about this. But I was like, just pretend, just pretend. Surely it will finish soon. So I listened to you explaining all of the stars in the sky. And it never ended. And I'm amazed that we're not still lying under those stars in, in Canberra right now. I'm like, oh, my God, this, how many stars are there? Is she actually going to talk about every single one? And then, the other, yeah, and another thing that I remember really vividly that, that now that I think about your diagnosis is um, how, and I've made lots of jokes about it in the past, but the thing that probably stands out the most of showing your symptom uh, is um, showing your like diagnosis is how you drive, <laughs> and it is absolutely. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> it's just chaos. It is just chaos. Oh, like no. you, uh, and you're very like you're very cautious, but you're also not like you, you make really really abrupt decisions and um take like and this is the sound effect of your whole driving if i'm sitting if anyone has goes for a drive with claire this is all you will hear oh 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 like everything's a surprise you're like oh god what's that an indicator who put that on i'm driving a car what Oh, oh my god there's other cars allowed on the road at the same time as me i'm like no they shouldn't be no one should be and then it is and it's like really like you know you'll drive to the same shops but you will like maybe go a different way or you will like forget the best way to get there or it'll be it'll be like a, such a stressful time maybe not for you but for anyone involved in that time. <laughs> it's actually terrifying <laughs> But that's just how your brain works. It's just like, go now, turn now, stop where you're yeah. going, and then you'll get distracted and think about something else. And before you know it, you're driving on the footpath. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what is going on? But that's just how your brain is. Your brain is really, can't focus on something for a really long time unless it's something that your brain decides really is really important, like Which is so the stars. <laughs> like, it's so useless. It's yeah, like, like, well, it hasn't facts, always been. It hasn't always been useless. I mean, you're now like a very accomplished lawyer. So you've been, you've managed to focus on something. But how did you get through uni, Claire? 
Um, well, okay. Here's a hilarious disclosure that I probably shouldn't make in public. Um, <laughs> Great. It's like all right. As if we're going to upload this. This is a safe space. Like many law students, I worked a lot during uni. Um, I worked night shifts at a pub and day shifts at a cafe. And um, uh, law, law exams are really hard. And there was a big the big market at law school for Dexies, Dexamphetamines. And I took them every now and again to help me, like if I'd done a long shift at a pub and, you know, then had to had an exam and it was just really hard to do everything, especially it turns out when you have ADHD that's not diagnosed you can't concentrate on anything. I remember sitting in lectures and like ending it and like I'd taken notes and I did not know what we talked about at all. Amazing. But anyway, so Your notes must have been just like sketches. And, and they gave me just this incredible ability to concentrate. <laughs> it was like at the time I was like, wow, these are amazing. Why do people take them all the time? And why do people take them at parties? They're actually not that fun. They just make it easy to concentrate. <laughs> and I just <laughs> thinking this is I probably needed a couple amazing of those. that these are like these are not available at the bloody 7-Eleven. They're really helpful. Turns yeah. out they were treating my ADHD. Totally. Is that what they give? Is that is that like a medication for ADHD, Dexies? Yeah, yeah. So dexamphetamines are one, Ritalin is another. Um, I'm still yeah. learning, and I've still I've still not got um not got a script yet. It's a bit of a process, which is frustrating because all I want is to switch off my brain and I'm having a really intense acceleration of symptoms since I've been diagnosed which is quite common um but um yeah there's Hmm. a basically they 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 help with the way that your brain releases serotonin and um so it's it's it it just works on your brain a different way to the way it would work on somebody else's brain anybody else would be like cool I'm on speed and and an ADHD brain's like cool I can focus this is magical but um we one of the angles we really wanted to take on this was the um the way that ADHD interacts with friendships and the way that it helps people understand you and I had a really vivid memory of uh, like one of the one of the few fights that we've had over the years but like we were at a party um with gosh I think it was apre ski and everyone dressed up Mm. we were like 21 and 22 and everyone dressed up in um in um in like ski ski uniforms and we both yeah, wore we leotards. Went, I think yeah, we, we, we posted the photo on the podcast before. Yeah. And I had like a little bit of a like I was just really escalated that night. And I remember lying I was lying on the ground in your room and you you came in with like some friends of yours and they asked after me and you're like, Oh no, don't worry, that's just Claire, she's mad and I remember just being devastated, like, oh, my God, like, of course mm. everyone thinks I'm crazy. I am crazy. And I left the party really upset. And I was, and, and it was, like, in one of those moments where, and they've happened a bunch of times in my life where I realised that I am really different to other people and that that difference can be really frustrating. And, like, you know, I've been, you know, very, you know, obviously it was an anomaly and you've been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friend over the years. I could not ask for a better one. But it was a really interesting insight for me, you know, being very, very young, that the way I behaved, the way I responded to things, the way that I acted was pretty different to everybody else. And obviously yeah. I must so, have a handful of redeeming qualities because you oh, still yeah. look, look, There's a few. <laughs> Not heaps. I wouldn't say handful, <laughs> but there's Four a, there's or five. yeah. Come on. Good driving skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I just blame all my speeding fines on you. It's so easy. <laughs> Police are like, oh yeah, we know it. But it is the uh, so that night for a little bit more context. So that night you were um, kept going back in, like you kept you, your brain had decided that 
that you, the way that your outfit was wasn't right. So even though there was no one at the party that you were trying to impress, you just kept going back in and changing something about the outfit and then you'd come back out. And then you'd go back into my room and change something and come back out. And I'd be like, mate, just relax, just sit down, have a drink, that's fine. You'd be like, in a second. And then there was nothing enjoyable about the party for you. Your brain had just decided that this was the only thing that mattered. And so you kept going in and that for me, I couldn't understand it because I was like mate just sit down it doesn't why have you tied my grandmother's turban <laughs> around your waist yeah, yeah, why don't... did you do that well, so you were like this is <laughs> you'd come out and you'd stand there for one second and then you go no nah, this isn't it and then you'd turn back around and by and the hours had passed and you were doing that and I couldn't figure it out and I was like uh and I mm, became really that's annoying towards it's super it. annoying like, I'm getting annoyed relax. listening to this story but you had you couldn't you couldn't get past it and so I was like okay no, um no. All right, and then this, but this is what your brain does f- to you. And mm-hmm. so, tell me, Claire. So, this, when you were diagnosed, was it a relief? It was, or was it a, a relief? Like a fear? And it was grief. It was mm. so many different feelings because, um, like I think the the hardest bits of it for me, the hardest bits that my about the way my brain works are how fast it is and how I cannot silence it I cannot stop it I cannot focus on just one thing and the emotional sensitivity and the emotional reactions that it creates and that's a really common thing called rejection sensitivity dysphoria and it's experienced with people with ADHD a fair few of them and it causes intense physical pain and emotional pain when you have rejection which is actual or perceived and rejection in you know lots of different kind of contexts and professionally with your friendships romantic relationships and you know and and, and with it has become like a restlessness and and, and just also real darkness because there's moments where just if my brain just feels completely inescapable Mm. and overwhelming and there have been lots of times in my life where I just haven't really wanted to live in it because it's been so so overwhelming and so I feel I feel not so I look at Stevie and I'm grateful I'm grateful that we know that she's different because knowing early would have been such a huge gift for me and she will get better tools to navigate her life openly, appreciating what is different about her rather than doing what I what I have done, which is pushing down and internalizing everything that makes me neurologically different. But so it's look, it's sad and it's hard because I just look back and I'm like, fuck, like this could have been so different for me. But at the same mm. time, like there are lots of wonderful things that come from ADHD. Like we I, you have like really a really vivid um, imagination and really interesting ideas. And with those big emotions comes really deep love. And so there are strengths that you can draw from it. It's just that for me, it has been really, really, really hard. Um, so do you wish you were diagnosed as a child? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, and wishing, you know. What's the saying? Wishes catch fishes. Wishes wash the dishes. Is there a saying? Or did I make that up? You're an I English teacher. Um, I think it's rumor has it. Rumor, rumor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know did that? Did you one? just roll in the deep, babe? No, I did. I did. <laughs> no wish fishes washing dishes. It is. Um, it. I think. I don't know. But didn't someone tell you that if you were if you were diagnosed earlier, there was a chance that you wouldn't have gone and 
done something as bold as gone to uni to become a lawyer yeah 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 like I mean these are just perspectives and ways to kind of make it look you know of course there are going to be positives about the decisions I've made in my life definitely but Mm. I guess who knows is the big question and there's just a loss and it's you know the more I've read about it the more I've learned and um women are chronically women and girls are chronically underdiagnosed with ADHD for years and years and years up until really recently it was only sort of as a disorder that impacted boys and so the typecasting remains and women and girls with ADHD are way more likely to inwardly mask and hide their symptoms so their symptoms are internal rather than external and many mm-hmm. women are only diagnosed when their own children receive a diagnosis so just like what happens to me the piece is yeah. and our brains make sense yeah, yeah. so I'm learning a lot and I'm learning a lot about myself and also like I I guess forgiving myself for a lot of things too because you know with that neurodiversity comes as we've discussed a lot of really kind of um, really unfathomable unfathomable (laughs) words behaviors which are really hard to understand for people externally and really hard to comprehend when your brain doesn't work like everybody else's Mm. it's just like what the fuck am I doing like why am I doing this why am I responding to this why do I feel like this nobody else seems to feel like this but now I'm just feeling just so angry and frustrated with myself that that's how I worked and trying so hard to fix it but now I look back like you couldn't fix it like this is just how you are we had we've um, had like a few arguments. <laughs> yeah, good. You should. I mean, we we've had a few arguments where you have thought about it way more than I have. Like I've, you know, yeah. we we came to a disagreement once, and I was like, ah, oh. and then we were frustrated with each other, and then we didn't have, we didn't, I don't know, have we didn't talk for a couple of days, and in those couple of days, I just treated it as uh, we needed space from each other, and then I just yeah. got on with it. But you basically wore a black veil. And you were like, well, that's it. Stevie's ne- Stevie has to change schools. We're going to have to move. Like, oh, we can't live near each other. This is too, this is devastating. And when we met up after a few days of, of being just not catching up, I was like, oh, hey, mate. And I was just like, okay, it's like, we're, it's fine now. We've had space. Like, yeah, we, we yeah we're fine. That, yeah. It's all right. And you can't agree on everything. You can't always no. be like, oh, we exactly have the exact same way of thinking. Friends are always going to find something that is that they're going to feel differently about. Like anyone, there's going to be differences. You have yeah. to, conflict is a normal part of life. Yeah, and I we got to one where we couldn't figure out a, like a, a happy medium, and then I just uh, yeah, and then when I when I met up with you again, I was like, oh hey mate, and you were like, are we like are we going to be okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah we're fine uh, I was like anyway how's Stevie and you were like wait I need we need to and I, then I'd realized that you had spent the past few days or however many days we had apart just like festering ruminating over this thing yeah ruminating that was like it's just a... tiny it was t- you know in the grand scheme of things just tiny what didn't feel tiny at the time but afterwards I was like did not think for a moment that that was going to be you know a forever thing, a forever decision. Yeah. It was just like, okay, well, we're never going to talk about whatever the hell that was again. And then, um, yeah. but yeah, but you were like, oh God, we, I don't have a friend anymore. And that would be exhausting. That must be absolutely exhausting that your brain goes to such extremes. Oh, and... It's pretty boring. <laughs> it's pretty boring. Oh. I could definitely go without it. Yeah. Like, $100. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not jealous of it at all. There's some things that I'm like, no. fuck, I wish I could... 
um, care about the stars as much as Claire. Or maybe not the stars, but something as I much. I can teach you, Bron. Let's go on a journey. No, thank you. I've finished. Journey to the stars, Bron. I'm going to bed now. But it is, it is um, yeah, so, some, so there's obviously heaps of great things about it, like the fact that you will your brain will fixate on some interesting things and you will learn everything about it and that is really cool and stevie's obviously doing that now with like you know yeah she's a dead set psycho too yeah yeah <laughs> fantastic um and That's but great. it is uh but yeah there i have there i can you know that it's tricky you yourself being in your own brain it's tricky but also being an observer being a close friend of someone with adhd for me and i'm just talking about you i'm not talking about anyone else it's the only experience that i can really lean on right now um has been trying sometimes i yeah, of course i like there have been times like often i don't trust your decisions and I think how that, dare you? Yeah. I love every single cat in this house. There's forty, and I love my new boat that I spent with my very last dollars. <laughs> and I, I love my marriage. Oh gosh! <laughs> Look, I didn't. I wasn't opposed to the marriage. Wally was a great guy, and there's no regrets there. But I do feel like you you are very impulsive. I think with your ADHD becomes like the the, the speed that you make decisions is so much faster than anyone else, mm. and some of those yeah, decisions. Uh, like a, a Very scary good. to watch. I'm like, you don't. <laughs> please, please stop internet shopping. Well, please don't go out with that guy, or please don't whatever. And then your brain will be like, good decision, good decision, good decision. And then it's a bad de- <laughs> until it's a bad decision. And then you're like, I can't believe, I cannot believe that was a Why bad decision. Why did no one stop me? I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I have been yelling at you for ages. Uh-huh. And and also that's the other thing. It's like you'll be like, I don't think this is. You'll be like, is this a good idea? And I'll say like flat out, absolutely not. And I'm not always right. Like I'm. It's not me saying. Well, because I don't have ADHD, I'm a genius. I'm like, and I'm just like personally, I think it's a bad idea. And you're like, great. And this is why it's a great idea. And you've already talked yourself into it, and you can't talk yourself out of it. Like you, there's no way anyone's going to be able to say, Claire, this is a bad idea. Even if you know it's a bad idea, and your brain has decided. That's definitely going to go ahead. You will do that thing. That ship that... has sailed and it has sunk. Gone. Yeah. Just the and Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we all have to be like, okay, good. I can't believe it didn't work, Claire. What? I can't believe you're not a personal trainer. What? I can't like believe it's... you're not a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're a captain of a ship. They've all sailed. It is. Uh... It is. Um. Yeah. So I think that that is. So your diagnosis makes sense to me and it's made you make sense to me a bit more. Even though I was never like, I don't understand what Claire's doing. Why does she do this? Because the pattern was so consistent that it was like, that's just what Claire does. She'll make a really huge decision and then she'll pay for it later. And then she'll feel bad about that decision. And then, then then she'll fix it. And then maybe another decision will come up later on. So it's not like any of them particularly surprised me or really annoyed me. But watching it sometimes has been like, oh, just like you just want to shake you. Just want to grab you by the shoulders and shake you till you lie down. (laughs) But I'm driving, so that would be very dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Never then. Oh, God. Can't make it worse. 
So there have been so since making the announcement on the Insta, our Instagram page, there have been a few Sheilas that have um, reached out to us and said that they also have been diagnosed with a you know later life diagnosis of ADHD. Um, if they are listening, Claire, like, do you have not that you have like a world of experience of knowing that you've had no. ADHD, but can, is there some reflections that you have right now that you could maybe share, like? Um, yeah, because you're always harder on yourself than you are on anyone else. So if someone was also diagnosed with ADHD and you knowing what you know, what is some words of wisdom or comfort that you could give them right now? That your brain will make sense in a, you know, in a, you know, probably in the first big ways that you've ever had and that will be really comforting and you'll look back at some of your behaviors over time and forgive yourself and that's a big long process but something really lovely um to look at yourself with that kind of kindness and just that lack of bewilderment and and that I don't know it's 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 like giving yourself I suppose the acknowledgement that you've made it this far despite having something really big in your way and that the past like diagnosis has been easy for me but Mm. the path to actually getting any kind of help that is functional is really hard and so I suppose be prepared that it will be not a straightforward road um uh, there's lots of stepping stones along the way depending on what you want in terms of like do you want medication do you want treatment do you want you know it's it's not it's not a straightforward road it's not like you're going to be like handed over a packet of magical pills that fix you it doesn't look like that and that the grieving process is very normal and very real and also very releasing you know I think I've cried more in the last couple of months than I've cried for a really long time but a lot of it is just a, a mixture of frustration and relief and I think finally if it's attached to your child which is really really common you will feel I don't know I feel this fierceness I already felt really fierce and how protective I was of Stevie it's very normal for a, you know a parent to want to protect their child but I I now kind of look at her and I see every possibility of kind of hurt and experience that I have kind of encountered in my life Mm. and I just I just want to I I, I'm being really kind of uh even overprotective like like telling people that they need to kind of be gentler with her and with her feelings or be cognizant of what she Mm. needs in a way that is actually really lovely because I'm you know really aware of what navigating the world is for like my child and I I think for her and I, there will be this closeness and understanding, which will sometimes mean we butt heads, of course. It won't be like a perfect relationship, but there's a closeness and understanding that I will have with her that, you know, is just remarkable because there's somebody else who kind of gets what your brain does, like that mm. hectic, hectic noise. Um, I don't know if any of that was particularly useful or poignant, but that's just, I suppose, the bits that I would take. Yeah. I think it is. It'd be it'd be wonderful to know that someone else. Well, like especially if you when you were growing up for your uh, for someone, it's like a grown up in your life to be like, hey, 
this is what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to feel really like strange some days and you're going to not understand what the hell is happening. But this is, there's a reason and this is why. And I do it too. And that's, and that is, would be so comforting for Stevie. It'd be great. She'll love it. Yeah, she'll, she'll love it. it. She'll love this. She'll love having her dad. Well, she might love it. She, she might. Like, she's already she might. so smart. She, like, she's already so super smart at maths and all of these amazing things. And also, you know, you might go down that path of like medication or whatever. And if you do, if you don't, who cares? But you like, there's so there's options and there's research and there's things that are going to, um, that are like that you're going to manage. And you like, you know, you've got education behind you now to know what's going on. You've got a diagnosis. You've got support. This is going to be way different to Stevie than it has been for you. Exactly. She's going to have a beautiful journey of this. I really feel it. She's going to have a way better try. And it's going to be amazing to see. She's going to be magical. She's going to be the Wizard of Oz. She's going to be Adele. She's going to be Adele. And and she can sing whatever she wants. And whatever, because she's not going to get married to some fucktard who's like, hey, you can't sing about me. And she's like, well, I'm going to sing about you anyway. You're boring. I was going to sing about maths. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Big golly. emotional dive, Sheila's. Oh, it's been a ride. It has been a ride. And maybe this one will even work. Who can say? It will work. Who knows at this point? Who knows what we do? Who knows who we are? All right, ladies and gentlemen and others and everybody. And Sheila's. Every Sheila out there. We love you guys and we'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Bye.